Life is often so busy, taking us here, there, seemingly everywhere. When you aren't able to make it to church, we hope you are fed and nourished by listening to the preaching of God's Word wherever you are at the moment. In the meantime, take care, and God bless. Sounds an awful lot like a parade, doesn't it? Do you remember what those are like? I can't imagine what a social distance uh, parade on a Palm Sunday day, kind of like a 4th of July parade, I suppose, uh, would look like. But it sounds an awful lot like a parade. Three years of Jesus' ministry. He's done this, he's done that, he's been in Galilee, he's been in Jerusalem, and he's been in many spots in between. Uh, and people are coming by his side. And now he mounts this donkey as Pastor Gale reads and fulfills a prophecy and enters the city of Jerusalem with the waving of those branches, the putting on the ground of those cloaks, a sign of a coming king, and the people are uh, enthusiastic. Jesus is riding along. But you know, Jesus has a lot of things on his mind. Not only that very moment, for sure, but I think Jesus has his eyes ahead, has his eyes within, and has his eyes underneath about all that's going on here. His disciples have already warned him, you, you, you really shouldn't go to Jerusalem. You're going you're gonna to find yourself into a bit of trouble if you head into Jerusalem. Jesus knows that that's the, the hotbed of the Pharisees, the hotbed of the, of the religious leaders. It's all going on right now. This parade is sort of the, the surface thing. And I'm getting down into a little bit more of the nitty gritty about what Jesus was really uh, thinking and experiencing underneath and around what was happening. One of the clashes was a, a political uh, crisis that was happening here. Because not only did you have the zealots and the ultra-nationals that wanted Israel to be claimed by a rightful king and to throw off those Roman, the Roman presence and the Roman oppressors, but the very path that Jesus rode down into the city of Jerusalem on past the Anatonian fortress, the fortress that was, made, that was named after Anthony. And he died... Uh, about 50 years before Mark Anthony um, had died. Uh, and, but, but this fortress was named after him. It was filled with a garrison of Roman troops that were to keep the peace. And the zealots and the ultranationalists were on fire and the Roman soldiers were ready and waiting that whole garrison in that fortress. There was also the religious intrigue that was happening too. There were the Pharisees, there were uh, the Sadducees, there were the people of the temple, they were the traditionalists, right? We know that Jesus clashed with them left and right all the way through the life of his ministry. Theirs was a traditional adhering to the law, following the law, coming to the temple, and if you didn't, and if you were on the outside, you weren't welcomed. And here was Jesus, love, forgiveness, welcoming, there were those who were outcasts. There were those who were Samaritans. There were those who were, who were women. There were children. Uh, there were people of uh, Sire and Titan. There were all kinds of people that were unclean. And Jesus said, I will actually reach out and, and touch you, actually. I will make you part of who I am. And those people in Jerusalem there, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were wound up. And Jesus was coming in with his way and his understanding and they were waving their palms in a messy, messy situation. 
You might wonder a little bit why we might want to wave our palms in that kind of a situation. You know, what, what, so you're telling me, Pastor Peter, that, that there's all this stuff that's going on underneath and around uh, that's embroiling this whole city on this Palm Sunday, and, and why are we waving the palms? And this morning, I want to remind us of Jesus' way that we are given in the life in the ministry and in the death and resurrection of Jesus, a way to live. And a reason why we can hold those palms. We'll do it after the service so we don't contaminate the palms and give it to the people at the 1030 service, but we will do it afterwards. You can take your palms with you and we still will wave the palms. What is Jesus' way? What is this way that makes us have hope? in our lives. My alarm on my watch goes off at 8.15 every night. And I'm going to invite you at the end of this little uh, episode here to invite you to set your watches or your phones uh, to go off at 8.15 um, as well every night. Because I'm on the Z team. I'm wearing actually a bracelet here as well that I was given uh, by uh, Nikki uh, McKeever for his son, Zachary. It's the Z team. I'm on the Z team and at 8.15, my alarm goes off and I have to silence it when it goes off. But it reminds me that Zachary, one of our members of St. Andrew, who's 10 years old, um, had cancer a year and a half ago, was in remission and now is going through cancer treatments yet again. And 8.15 was the invitation by, by his parents to set our alarms, and for just a moment at 8.15, everyone will remember little Zachary. So the alarm goes off in my head, on my watch, and I pause. I even add a few more people as 8.15 comes. It's actually kind of a, a helpful reminder the 2015 comes to simply drop everything and take a moment. Now, how does this relate to the way of Jesus that we're talking about? What I believe, and this is something for all of us uh, to trust on this Palm Sunday, is Jesus is entering into this city and entering into our messy world. Um, that as the alarm goes off at 8.15 for me and I think of Zachary, um, that Jesus is one of those persons in the great cloud of people out there who is also kneeling down in prayer for Zachary as well. This is the way of Jesus. Not just that we are in our own ways lifting up this 10-year-old, but there is someone by our side that's sitting with us in our chairs here, that's sitting with us in the dining room table that is truly present in the messiness of life and the world. And when Zachary gets prayed for, Jesus is there praying for him right by my side. Set your alarms for 8.15 and join me. That's the way of Jesus. Another way of Jesus uh, was 10 days ago uh, when uh, Michelle and I had the incredible opportunity to go to Fick Hall in the Dinah High School complex to attend Liam's 10th grade band concert. 
So we got an email a couple weeks ahead of time uh, from director Andy Richter um, in the band department that says, we're going to make this happen. Only parents are welcome to begin with. Place your reservations, much like what you've done here uh, for worship here today. Place your reservations, and so they got a count. It's a big auditorium, spaced out generally, exactly like what you see here. We all wore our masks. We 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 got our hand sanitizer on, and we made our way um, into Fick um, Auditorium. So Andy Richter told the story about a year ago. They were getting ready for the March Band concert right when the, the gavel fell and judgment was pronounced. And the stage had been set up. The 10th grade at last year, the ninth grade band had been rehearsing already and then school was canceled. And he said, we got to school then in June and Fick Hall was still set up for a concert back in March. Custodians hadn't even been in to clean up the stage in the hall. Andy Richter told the story to us as we were sitting there in the auditorium. But I want to back up just a little bit when we all entered into Fick Auditorium right at the time of the, of the concert at 8 o'clock. We sat down, and there are our kids. They're wearing those awkward, ugly uh, uh, face masks with the holes cut in them so their mouthpieces can go in or, or the flutes can go around there. I mean, they're not really that effective. But there they are in all of their, all their pride and all the work that they've done. You know, they're, they're up there as awkward as they are. Social distance. You know, the stage is maybe as big as, twice as big as this one and they're spread out. I mean, I can't imagine uh, making music when you can't hear other members of your section that are 50 feet away from you. So there we were, and Andy Richter stood up and got on his, uh, next to his podium, and he said, welcome to our first, and he couldn't stop his, he couldn't finish his sentence because we erupted in applause. It was like we were saying, Lord, how long can we go without giving our kids the support and encouragement and enthusiasm that we want to give them? How much longer do we have to wait? And so Andy stopped and we applauded for a minute. And I looked around at all of our, my band friends and they're, and they're also tearing like I am now thinking about how we've been pent up for a full year without being able to do this. And now we have a chance to, to love on our kids, for you to love on your grandkids. And we were gonna take full opportunity um, to do it. How does this relate to the way of Jesus? What I believe and what I felt sitting there in that auditorium um, was that my Jesus was sitting with me applauding my kids who have been so much, been through so much over the past year. And that Jesus is sitting there saying, I know how much you've been through. I know how talented you are. I know how affirming you need to hear words and, and applause. And Jesus, my Jesus, the Jesus of Palm Sunday who knows the world and knows us and all the circumstances is sitting with me in that auditorium applauding Liam. That's the way of Jesus to be with, in, 
around present. And that's why we have our palms, because that's his way. I also recognize as well as we're in the midst of uh, one year and counting the anniversary. And I want to acknowledge uh, the people who are attending us online. We, we do a good job, I think, of helping facilitate worship for people in the sanctuary, but also those who are online. Uh, but for my final uh, point, I just want to uh, do a, a quick shout out to those who are worshiping online with us here today. We are experiencing a, a more and more of worship uh, here in the sanctuary, 141 red people registered to come to worship, which is, which is great. But there are so many who are still at home that are not quite able and ready uh, to come to worship. But you're here with us now. And the way of Jesus is to recognize that your presence with us here on the screen is exactly the same as the people who are able to be here in person. That virtual is actually personal because the way of Jesus is personal for the people here and the people that are there. And so when I think about passing through the one-year anniversary here, what, a week ago or so, two weeks ago, uh, I realized that a, a anniversary gift, the one-year anniversary gift for a marriage is a clock. But that would be really painfully cruel if everybody got clocks to remind them of how long this year has been, right? <laughs> but I think the gift that we can give and that we can celebrate for those who are online is what this Holy Week really means. That Jesus is really present in the messiness of this world. The Suez Canal is just one debacle among many that's going on in our world, um, am I right? But Jesus is really present in it. On Thursday, he gets together with his disciples, his friends, and has, has a meal with them. Now, we may not be able to have meals uh, with, our, with our friends at this point, but Jesus can. He's present with us. He has a meal with his friends and says, love, love others in, as I have loved you as he washed their feet. He gave a special meal of, with bread and wine and said, as often as you do this, remember me because I am with you always until the end of the age. That's Monday, Thursday. This week also the gift is Good Friday when, when sometimes the world and all the challenges of the world seem overwhelming. And Jesus died on the cross. When so many things are going to hell in a handbasket, Good Friday comes and says, yep, sometimes it feels just that overwhelming. And then Easter comes, my friends, at home, and you'll be able to celebrate with, with us at home or maybe even here in the sanctuary. We hear the words that the way of Jesus is alive. And it is. This way of Jesus is alive. Present when Zachary and when we pray. Present when we deal with the realities of encouraging our kids that Jesus is just right by our side. Encouraging us too. And even if we can't be in a holy space, doggone it, we'll make our holy space holy at home as best as we can while we're sipping our coffee and eating our donuts or whatever um, it might be. 
but the way of Jesus is alive. And so friends, we enter this week that we call holy with this day, messy day of Palm Sunday, but we enter it with a God who is so truly, truly with us and, and really understands where we're at. That the only message that we can feel and understand, I think, through today and the week is hope. Hope for our lives, hope for our future, hope for our neighbors. That's the only way to be. So, when you get your palm and you make your way out the door, it's going to feel a little bit awkward to get your palm. But even if you have to do it in a little muted Swedish or Scandinavian way, just give it a little wave because it means a lot. Jesus' way means a ton for us. So celebrate it. So help us, God. Amen. We hope you found this week's message helpful as you think about how you will live out your faith each day. If you would like to support the ministries at St. Andrew Lutheran Church, you can do so by having your credit card information available and then texting a gift to 952-260-9007. 